Welcome back to Aliyah Yomi. Today we're going to be learning Ekev Chamishi, the fifth Aliyah of Parshas Ekev. Our Aliyah is a little longer, it's 20 Pesukim long, from Perik Yud, Yud Beis, to Yud Aleph Ntes. And the main idea in our Aliyah is Hashem wanting us to fear Him. Uh, Moshe turns to Israel and says, look, what is Hashem really asking of you? He just wants you to fear Him, to walk in His ways, to love Him with all your hearts to serve Him and, uh, and keep all His commandments. And this is all the Tovlach, this will be good for you. After all, Hashem owns the heaven and the earth and everything that's inside of them. And Hashem chose your fathers, your, your forefathers, your patriarchs, to be special among the nations. So you need to work now. You need to circumcise the foreskin of your heart. Remove that extra covering to unstiffen your neck because Hashem is the power of all the power, the master of all the masters. He doesn't show favor to, any, to, to anybody, he doesn't accept bribes. And he loves the loves those who are more vulnerable, the widow, the widow, the foreigner. And he says you should be the same. You should love the foreigner, and you because you were foreigners when you came out of the land of Egypt. And look, Hashem turned you from a mere seventy souls into a whole nation. He said, and he goes on to say you should love Hashem because you saw all Hashem did for you. He brought the plagues upon Egypt. He destroyed the Egyptian army at Yamsof. He sustained you in the desert. He swallowed those who were, those who were naysayers, Dasan and Aviram, into the ground. And you, you should keep all this mitzvah so you can inherit the land and acquire the land of milk and honey. This is really the, the summary of this idea. Quite a remarkable sweeping um, uh, perspective on history and the lessons learned from it as well. A few basic points to ponder. And that is Moshe Benin starts off the, 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 the Aliyah in this very strange way. What does Hashem really want from you? I mean, isn't so difficult after all. It's just to fear, love, do all these mitzvahs and... That, that, that's a pretty tall order. It <laughs> doesn't sound like, you know, it's a, it's a small question. Why is it framed as such? So the Gemara in Brachos on Davlam and Gimel asks this question. It says, Is fear of Hashem such a small thing? And so the Gemara answers, Yes, it is. In fact, to Moshe Rabbeinu, it was a very small thing. Perhaps it was not to everybody else. And Moshe Rabbeinu is the one speaking of Yahweh, so he is projecting that perspective the way that he understands it. It's more very, very strange because in the end of the day, we are the audience. The no, regular folks are the audience. So how does it help us? So it isn't really a, it was Moshe Rabin so out of touch with the people he was speaking to. It doesn't sound, that doesn't sound right. Or the, on the other hand, why is the Gemara only focusing on the Yira? There's also Ava and Shmiras Mitzvahs. Why, why is that the focus of the Gemara's question? So then it's, it's a remarkable insight and perspective. And that is the following. There are different categories of people in the nation of Israel. He divides them into leaders, Sages, the regular proletariat, men, women, and children. He, the, I'll put the last category as the uneducated. Um, and he says that Hashem makes has different demands on each of the categories. On the highest category is Lira. Leaders, he wants to fear Hashem. That means to say, don't think of themselves as the source of all their success and the, and, or, or, and the pride and the power. That the Yira is have fear of heaven. But then there's those who are sages. They're not necessarily well called leaders and policymakers, but their role is to love Hashem and to go in His ways. To not just to be able to sort of see the details, but to actually see the bigger picture. What about the regular proletariats, the regular uh, uh, folks on a day-to-day -day basis? They, their response is to keep the commandments. They don't always have the greatest philosophical understandings. They don't necessarily have the greatest insights, but they're supposed to just do put one foot in front of the next. That's where they, they belong. And finally, the tovlach, and that's for the uneducated, just to do what's good. This is all good for you. I would say, you know, sort of su summarizing Judaism in a very much more simplistic sense. Those are the four levels. The Gemara is commenting on the first one, which is saying, Liira, 
Uh, is Yira such a small thing? The answer is yes, to Moshe Rabbeinu, it's, such a, it's a small thing, which means to say the first part of this demand is only geared towards leaders, which is why it's asking about it. And the response is yes, well, for leaders like Moshe Rabbeinu, which you should be aspiring to leader, then Yira is a male citrus, and that's something which is attainable and you can do because that is the mantle of leadership. That perhaps gives a different perspective in understanding this Gemara. Now, what halacha do we learn from this Aliyah? We learn from the very same Pasuk, a very interesting halacha. The Gemara Menachos Dav Mem Gimel Obeis um, quotes the, the, the statement in the Brayasa that Rabbi Meir would say that a person is, resp- is responsible to recite a hundred brachos every single day. And we learn it from our Pasuk is, Yisrael, Ma Hashem, uh, uh, What is Hashem asking of you? And the Gemara says, homiletically, uh, what does it mean? Ma Hashem, It says, don't read it as Ma, but rather Me'ah. Hashem is asking of you a hundred. This obviously is not the basic understanding of the, of the Pasuk, but it means to say it's, it's a reference, it's a remez to it. And this is important to know on a few levels. The, the, actually, the Brysa um, in greater depth actually gives the background, and that is when David Amalek saw that he had counted the people, and the people were dying on a daily basis. He saw they were dying at a hundred people per day. Um, and so therefore, what he did was he, he realized that Hashem was demanding something of him, and he... And he um, made a commitment to start institute, instituting this idea of saying a hundred brachas a day. But if you do the cheshbon, if you do the calculation, it's interesting to see on a daily basis what we default into getting. We get somewhere in the 90s and a person just has to usually just think a little more creatively to always make sure that there are a hundred brachas, especially on Shabbos Yom Tov and especially on Yom Kippur. The Mishnah Bura goes through in a lengthy process of trying to work out where to make up the missing brachas. The interesting thing I once heard from Rav Goldberg is if you count the letters in this pasuk of the, that pasuk at the very beginning of our Aliyah Vatah Yisrael, it actually has 99 letters, which means when you add in the extra Aleph into the word Ma, turning it from the word What, but into the word Me'ah, it now completes the circuit, making it 100 letters in the Pasuk as well. Just a fascinating insight. Finally, one last very interesting perspective, and that is, um, it says that Akash Baruch Hu is unique in that he, he cares for the vulnerable and he doesn't take bribes. Hashem is not going to be swayed by anybody, which is interesting because on a daily basis we say the Berkaz Kohanim and one of those things we say is Yisa Hashem Hashem will show favor. Right? This Pasuk says Hashem won't show his favor and, and take a bribe. Well, in the in uh, in the psukim um, in Berkaz Kohanim where it says Hashem does show favor. The Gemara in Brachos and Davchofim Beis asks this very question and says, how is that possible? So the Gemara answers in a very curious way. It answers from a Pasuk earlier in our parasha, which is, The Pasuk says that we should only say the, the blessing when we are satiated, which the Gemara derives to mean that not only do we need to eat to, to have one kazais, which is the regular basic Shi'ur, that's the, the regulation of what one needs to have to be considered eating. One needs to have severe, which is Shnei Kazesim. Needs to eat, uh, like we'll say, as opposed to half a slice of bread, a full slice of bread to say Berkaz HaMazan. And the Gemara says the Bnei Yisrael were machmir on themselves. They were stringent to take on themselves to say Berkaz HaMazan even when they only had one Kazais, not two Kazesim, because they went out of their way. Therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, I will show them favor, which is why they deserve the favor that it is that they're getting. Which is a very strange Gemara, because on a number of accounts. Now, first of all, who is that the only Chumrah you can find that B'nai Israel does. There's many Chumras that B'nai Israel took upon themselves. Number two is, what does that mean? So Hashem doesn't take bribes unless you do good things for Him. Is that what it means? That doesn't sound right. That's still a bribe, isn't it? So wh- how does this Gemara add up? Rav Sarotskin says a remarkable thing. It's actually in Pasha's Nasa, but appears also, also here in Pasha's Akev. 
where Rav Sarotskin says in the Oznaim Torah that, yes, what, what is the problem for all wars? Why, why do wars uh, happen in the world? Well, it's because everybody believes they're entitled to something and the other person isn't entitled to it. So, we, we, you know, with this water supply, so this country says it's ours, this country says it's ours, nobody's willing to compromise, so we'll go fight each other, kill each other, and then come back to the same problem again. So, or somebody wins and takes the, takes the territory, right? So, he says the same thing works when it comes to individuals. Why is that we have fights, neighbors, spouses, uh, family, uh, business, is because we believe we're entitled to something and the other person's infringing upon what we believe we're entitled to. If each side were to be willing to compromise and say, you know what, I'm going to get half of what I wanted, and you know what, then in that, in that way, usually it is sorted out. And that's really what life is. Hashem says to us, I want you to bless me when you are satiated, when you get everything you want. But what, you know what B'nai Yisrael said? Well, even when we get half of what we want, we don't get the full kazais, which is what most of life is. We don't get the full plate. We don't get what we expected, thought we were entitled to um, in life. We're still willing to say a bracha. When Hashem says, well, you know, the result of that is shalom. The result of that is peace. Because if you're willing to say a bracha on only half of what you wanted in life, which is usually what you're getting, then you're worthy of peace. The, the, the consequence of being such a person is receiving peace. That's not showing favor. It's a consequence of the type of life lived where you're willing to bless even half the slice of bread. And that's really what's being told to us in this Aliyah about HaKadosh Baruch Hu in general and in the specific cases where we, changed, we choose to shift that perspective. With this, we close the fifth Aliyah. In the meantime, have a wonderful and meaningful day.